Welcome back to Clear the Record. In this episode, I'm exploring one of my favorite artists of all time, Shakira. I realize Shakira is one of the biggest pop stars in the world, beloved by millions of fans. But for me, her music is personal, and I believe her arc as an artist is often misunderstood. I've been listening to Shakira for as long as I can remember. My mom played her CDs constantly when I was a kid, before I could even identify who was singing. In high school, I felt the most connected to her music and her musings on life, love, and identity. I'm Colombian, and I grew up in a neighborhood that didn't have a prominent Latino community. I loved rock music, but I couldn't find others to share my love of artists like Juanes and bands like Mana. Listening to Shakira's music made me feel connected to my heritage and seen as a fellow Latina who loved rock. Shakira was born in Barranquilla, Colombia, to a Lebanese father and a Colombian mother. Even as a kid, Shakira showed artistic talents, composing her first song in age eight about her father. She performed on television programs as a kid and even won talent contests. As a teenager, Shakira signed with Sony Music Colombia and recorded her first album in 1991. Her first two albums, Magia and Peligro, were only moderately successful and reflected a lot of the generic teen pop coming out of the region at the time. Her breakthrough came with Fiestas Calzos, which she wrote shortly after graduating for high school. It focuses primarily on Latin pop, but also experiments with pop rock styles. The single is Toya Aquí, hit number one on the Billboard Latin Pop Charts and cemented Secure as a rising star. My favorite album is Donde Están Los Arrones, or Where Are the Thieves, an album which has stayed my number one on Spotify for the last four years. The album referred to an incident that intimately shaped the album, when a briefcase of song lyrics was stolen from Shakira at an airport in 
As Ulisa Ropes wrote in a 2018 Remescal piece, the album gives Shakira a chance to tell countless other stories of her heartbreaks and heartaches, of feeling dumb and blind because of a boyfriend, of believing in love above Jean-Paul Sartre and Brian Weiss. The songs established her as a deeply perceptive lyricist with a rocker's renegade spirit and positioned her as a dexterous pop star with the potential to transcend cultural borders. Boasting hit after hit, the album soared to the top of Billboard's Latin Albums chart for 11 weeks and won her two awards at the first ever Latin Grammys in 2000. More importantly, it set her up to transition into international stardom. It's an album I listen to at least once a day, and it's one of the most unique blend of Arab influences and Latin pop rock I've ever heard. The album had all these different elements. One song had a little bit of ranchera in it. There was rock, there was ballads, but the songs never sounded like anyone else but Shakira. She had a deep, raspy voice, and you could see influences from American rock bands she admired, like ACDC. For young Latinas at the time, Shakira was a peer embracing her flaws and idiosyncrasies, unafraid to put herself out there, a stark contrast to the primarily male Latin music scene at the time. In my opinion, it was her magnum opus, but in my next episode, I delve into her transition to the U.S. market as a newly minted blonde singing in laundry service. Also, look forward to a very special guest.